Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Hello, and welcome to today's Homeschool Helps and Hacks. We are so excited to speak to you all today about holiday school and answer any questions you have about combining holiday activities with your homeschool. This is such a fun time of year, and the flexibility homeschooling offers really allows you to make the most of your celebrations. I'm Sunny, Sunlight's community manager and a Sunlight mom of two, and today I'm being joined by Lisa, Ann, and Sheila. Ladies, let's start by introducing ourselves. Lisa, do you want to go first? I'll be glad to. Thanks for having me, Sunny. I'm Lisa. I am a retired homeschool mom, Sunlight mentor. Um, So I am excited to be here and share how our family um, incorporated the holidays along with our homeschool when my kids were young and then as they got older. Great. Anne, do you want to go next? Sure. Hi, I'm Anne, homeschool mom of two. Uh, We started homeschooling with Sunlight in 2007. I now have a sophomore and a senior. Happy to be here with y'all today. And Sheila, it's your turn. Hello. I um, am also a retired homeschool mom of three, and um, I enjoy helping new customers figure out how to homeschool better at at home. Great. Well, thank you everyone for being here. And to those of you watching us live right now from home, please make sure you drop your questions and comments in the chat because we would love to answer those or help give you guys some tips. So let's go ahead and start by talking about holiday traditions. The holidays, of course, are a time full of tradition. And so how has your family chosen to celebrate? And what do you make sure that you don't miss out on each year if you can only pick one or two things? I think for our family, um, two of the most fun things that we have kept up all along is um, a gingerbread house making night um, where everybody gets their own kit and we have a little contest. So that's super fun. And then um, we always take some time either on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning to um, have birthday cake for Jesus. And so that's something my kids always looked forward to was singing happy birthday to baby Jesus and making sure that we remembered while all the other stuff was fun. That was the main reason that we were celebrating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We, uh, we try to go out and see Christmas lights, uh, you know, get all in the car and go drive around to the spots in town. That's one thing we like to do every year. And uh, the other is um, of course, as years have gone on, things have changed. Um, but currently our big focus is to get uh, as much of our family together as we can and plan a meal and have that fellowship time together to celebrate Cresper. We also like to go visit lights. And uh, so I live in Florida where there's no snow. So that's very easy to do. We just load up in the car. We don't have to worry about snowy roads, ice, that kind of thing. Um, So even with my 21, 23, and 26-year-old, they all like to go do that. And then another tradition we have is that we do jammies on Christmas Eve. And the kids still expect it, even though they are fully grown, they still want to see their jammies under the tree. So, 
I love that. We started the matching pajamas about five years ago. And so, yeah, I hope that's something that once my kids are grown, that they still want to do that. Uh, the big one we do is we always go to our church's Christmas Eve service and we like to pick out a restaurant to eat at usually after our services start kind of early on Christmas Eve. And so everybody sticks the name of a favorite restaurant in a bowl and then we all draw from that. And so we'll go wherever is chosen. So sometimes, you know, when the kids are little, we get places like McDonald's. And then as they've gotten older, or if one of our restaurants wins, we get to go to a slightly nicer place. So that's something that I've done since my own childhood. We used to do that with my parents and just continued that with our kids. So how have your celebrations changed over time? And what's the best way to determine what matters most to you and your family or what your intentions are for the holidays? Well, having my high schoolers now, yeah, I can see how things have changed all over the years. Uh, when they were young, well, we still live two hours away from our uh, closest family. So when the, the kids were little and both sets of grandparents were two hours away and wanted to spend lots of time with the kids. So we would have Christmas at our house and Christmas at one set of grandparents' house and then Christmas again at another set. And so it turned out into three Christmas celebrations, which after a little bit, we... It just kind of took the focus away from what the season was really about. Um, so we tried to get away from that. Um, and and um, uh, we did. We ended up with a bigger car so that we could bring our Christmas stuff to one of their houses. And that brought it down to two. And that helped a little bit. Um, but as time um, has gone on, you know, we had some difficult, sad times uh, when both grandmothers passed away within five years of each other. And so now we are uh, we stay put here and their family comes to us. And like I mentioned earlier, we plan just a really nice meal uh, for us all to be together. So we're down to one uh, Christmas celebration. But uh, it just seems as different stages of life, everything changes all the time. So uh, it's just how it goes for us we um every year we would go to my sister-in-law's for uh christmas eve she would always host a party at her house santa claus would always visit her house i don't know how she had the inn, but he would make a stop at her house every christmas eve until about a few years ago they moved away for a year and that broke the tradition we're like what are we going to do on christmas eve now so it's 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 kind of changed um, since then what we've done. I'm not even sure what we're doing this year. She is living back in town, but I haven't heard if she's hosting the party again. I think she's kind of glad to be no longer throwing a big party like that. So mm -hmm. it remains to be seen what, what we end up doing. Um, but we do still um, wait for everyone to be awake before we open gifts. And thankfully these days, it's not at the break of dawn. <laughs> in a little bit. So that's nice. Um, and another tradition that we, we did years ago, I don't know how many of you remember the Sunlight Cooks cookbook. Um, and there was a recipe in there for overnight cinnamon rolls. And so we started making those from that cookbook and that has become a favorite. We still do that. Um, but some of the other things that we have done has been, we've gone to visit um, the gingerbread house display, and then that fell out of fa favor. We stopped doing that. It just It's just funny how some things the kids can't miss, and then other things, they outgrow. We always went to see the Nutcracker uh, when my girls were younger, but then 
like you said, Sheila, they just didn't ask. And so we didn't do it. And I think that's the thing, the way to go is, you know, I think sometimes as moms, we want to do all these traditions and then we find out we're really just doing it for ourselves, um, (laughs) that the kids really don't care. So in answer to your question, how do you decide? I, I would ask, you know, what's important to you and especially larger families where, you know, there's a lot of opinions, let everyone pick something that is really important to them, make sure that happens. And then, you know, maybe the other things don't happen, but at least you have their input and everybody got to do their favorite thing. Right. As Sheila mentioned, as the kids get older, things do change. And one of the things I've seen in the past couple of years in my house is kind of the roles that my kids take on with our celebrations. And my daughter loves baking and making dessert. And so she plans all the desserts, makes the shopping list and everything. And it's great. Uh, and then my son, um, he, he, he has two grandfathers that are, that are coming and he is just, I don't know, gifted isn't really the white word, but, but he uh, just has a great relationship and socializes with them so well. It's really fun to see when they're together, the uh, socialization with the different generations. And, and of course he always has to share the latest and greatest sunlight books that he's been reading with them too. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And I love what you guys said about kind of letting your kids or other family members dictate what they want to do um, so that you're not stressing yourself out over something that doesn't really matter um, to the family as a whole. I know we took that approach with Thanksgiving this year. Uh, We traveled and saw the family a couple of weeks before, and we had done one Thanksgiving lunch one place. And then when we came back, we did a Friendsgiving with our neighbors. And so I asked my family, do you want turkey again? And they said, no, we would rather do charcuterie. And my daughter loves taco salad. So she said, can we do that? And it made Thanksgiving a lot easier on me because I didn't have to cook a turkey. (laughs) And we were more in line with what everybody wanted to do. So I think that's a great tip. Just kind of pay attention and keep a pulse on what your family wants to do and what makes it feel like Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday to them. Uh, We did receive a question from Nancy who said, maybe it's just my kids, but they seem to get a little lazy and very distracted this time of the year. What are your best tips, tricks, and resources to stop the complaining? This is the time of year to focus on joy and gratitude, but this week we have started Advent with too much complaining. Help me restart, please. I mean, I think it's just hard for kids to manage their expectations. It's hard for us sometimes to manage our expectations. And when they don't have the tools, maybe to express all of that. Um, I kind of found the opposite with my children. I always said if we completed school with the um, enthusiasm that we did it right before holiday break or summer break, man, our school year would be so much smoother because they were like, oh, I could do another lesson in math. You can read one more chapter of that book because they knew that the end was in sight. Um, But I do think that children are just excited. And so they are ramped up. And when kids get ramped up, sometimes behavior goes down. Um, But to instill an attitude of thankfulness, maybe you need to incorporate some service in your school um, so that they can see that what they're complaining about maybe isn't all that complaint worthy. (laughs) And maybe too, now is a good time to start thinking about when you can stop, like you're going to take a, a break. So maybe you end up taking a little bit of an earlier break 
um, look at your calendar and figure out if you stop this Friday, where does that put you and when can you start back up? And, you know, you can try to figure out how the rest of your year will go. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, another idea would be, I love to create an advent calendar um, chain, but maybe oh. you can do a chain just until when you're going to stop. So if you do plan on going another week or two, say you were going to stop on the 15th or something like that, you could create a chain for that and just be like, okay, when this, you know, we need to keep working hard this many times. And mm -hmm. so each day you break off a piece of the chain and then, and then, then they can relax after the, the chain is broken. So may, maybe having a visual something um, will help them to persevere and work hard. Or maybe you just say, look, after we're done with chapter seven of our math book, we can stop. And so like Lisa said, man, are they motivated? They're going to do the extra worksheet or extra lesson or read an extra chapter just so that they can be done and be able to focus on the season. You want to focus on the season. They also want to focus on on being able to enjoy the lights and the colors and the, the, the treats and all those things. Mm -hmm. And having them take a little bit of ownership in what the plans are could help, too. If you take each subject and see where a good stopping point would be or let them help pick that point. And then they're part of that decision making process. And that's always uh, helpful, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for us, uh, what we've been doing with Advent is we've been saving that as our right before bed activity. Um, so that it does feel special and separate from regular school. Um, and so, you know, we've been having our kids do um, their regular schoolwork during the day, but then at night, it's like, look, here's this exciting, special thing we get to do. Um, and so that's, we've seen the kids, like Lisa, you mentioned, your kids got really excited um, around the holidays. And so they've been excited. So Nancy, I'm not sure how old your kids are too. That might be some of it, but yeah, I think incorporating service um, and making making this an exciting time and something special for them should help <laughs> at least reduce the complaining a little bit. Um, and speaking of Advent, Advent of course started on Sunday. And so my family and I are working through Sunlight's Tabitha's Travels Unit Study that Sheila, you created. Thank you so much for having a blast. <laughs> and so yeah. it's going really well for us. Um, and so it's something too that has been really fun because our church that I grew up in lit candles, but that was about all. I don't remember a lot of emphasis placed on Advent or why it was a special time of the year. So it's been really fun to be intentional about learning about Advent and celebrating that. But for people maybe that didn't get started on Sunday, is it too late for them to get in and start studying Advent? Or if they're not doing a sunlight unit study and they're trying to come up with ways maybe to emphasize what Christmas is really about, how do they go about doing that? So a very simple way is to just use a, an Advent wreath, which is just four can candles. The traditional one has three purple candles and one pink one. But if all you have is white, go with white. It's fine. Um, and just have a time of intentional gathering. And even if you don't have a book that you're reading together, although the tab of the book is fat, fantastic, um, just having some time together, maybe you sing some Christmas songs together, um, do a little prayer. You could read the Christmas story from the Bible just a little bit at a time. I'm sure if you go online, you can find Advent reading plans. Actually, Sunlight has a free download if you go 
to the um, the Advent free down download, it will have scripture readings that you can do. So you could just start with that. And if you're behind, it's okay. Just jump in. Whatever day you're on, just jump in. One thing our family has done is Luke happens to have 24 chapters and there's 24 days. So you can cover all of Jesus's life. Um, you do hit the Christmas story today, um, Luke too. But um, what better time as you're waiting for Jesus to get to know Jesus? Um, so through Luke's gospel, you can you can learn about Jesus's life. And if you just read one chapter a day, um, like Sheila said, if you have candles, if you wanted to sing a song, but just doing something intentional to keep your children focused on the real reason um, for why why we make this big production. Mm -hmm. One thing that we've done in the past is, is just simply a Christmas morning reading Luke 2 together. So if you're super busy, uh, work schedules are crazy, and trying to wrap up school doesn't leave much time for anything else, just Christmas Day, you can cover it. Yeah, I love the link for the free download in the um, in the chat box. So if you wanted to look at that, you can click that link and it's just a free download. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have that free download. Um, also, I'm going to be doing recap videos in our Sunlight app starting on Monday of each week. Um, so you're welcome to join us there um, if you're interested in maybe doing a unit study next year. Um, and I love that you guys brought up the book of Luke having 24 chapters. Even if you didn't start yesterday, you could start reading a chapter uh, today and then be done on Christmas morning. Um, Luke is always my favorite telling about Christmas and it's my favorite gospel. So I'm glad you guys brought that one up. Another thing that we discovered was an advent calendar with you got to like build your own nativity set. Um, and so maybe looking for something like that, where each day you open the box, but it's not just chocolate or a gift, you know, like some advent calendars, you actually get to put together the nativity scene and then there's verses that correspond with each day. So that's something I've done with my kids too, to really tell them, this is why we're celebrating Christmas. It's not just getting presents and Santa Claus and things like that. Um, and I know I mentioned earlier that we still kind of do our regular schoolwork during the day and then tack Advent on at night this time of the year, but some people choose to do just Advent or other holiday activities instead of school. So did you guys take off time during your regular school? And if so, what does that look like in your home? And maybe what are some ways to start doing that if you haven't done it before? Well, we, we typically would do a typical uh, you know, public school schedule where you have a couple of weeks off towards Christmas. And I know, Lisa, you mentioned this um, before that you kind of um, taper off on some of your subjects. When you hit a good stopping point in math, you just finished a chapter math test or something to just stop your math until the holiday is over. And I think that helps, too, with all the anticipation of the season is you're gradually finishing up some things and having a little more free time. And uh, more free time generally leads to less stress in your life. Um and uh, so that's typically what we've done. Taper down uh, when you come to a good conclusion to a, a book or a chapter, whatever you're doing, just stop that one and then pick it all up again uh, whenever you want to after the holidays are over. When my kids were little, we did stop uh, the week of Thanksgiving and didn't start back until after the new year. But I, like Sheila, live in Florida and our summers are not always conducive to a lot of things. Um, we did not vacation over the summer. Um, we've always homeschooled, so we've always vacationed 
during the off time. So for us to do, especially when they were younger, one or two hours of school, even in the summer, was not a problem. Um, our philosophy was always, we'll do school unless something better comes up. Someone called and said, let's go to the beach. We didn't do school that day. It was a holiday. Um, so for us, skipping the six-ish weeks, four weeks, however many weeks it turned out to be between Thanksgiving and Christmas so that we could really focus on Christmas did not upset our school schedule. And as they got older and started wanting to go to camp during the summer or mission trips or those kind of things, we did have to adjust a bit more. But we have always lightened our load um, during December so that we had the opportunity to do extra things, whether it was service or baking or whatever the case may be. And we we did not stop. We we kept going. We followed the public school schedule because um, we did travel a lot during the summer. My husband tra travels for work and we would tag along. Kids would do camps. They would do vacation Bible school. Um, my parents live in Italy during the summer. And so we would often go visit them in September. So we would have a later start a lot of times, or we would start and then take some time off. So I could not afford to, to stop in November, but also it's a crazy time of year. And I didn't want my kids having nothing to do. I wanted to keep them busy um, because I had things I had to get done. So if they were busy, then I could also get my things done. So it just shows that everyone does things differently and there is no one right or wrong answer you just have to figure out what's going to work for your fam family yeah i think that's great advice i know i've always been hesitant to take the time more than like two or three weeks like what ann said because come april or may we want to be done with school and i don't want it dragging into the summer i'm here in colorado where our summers are beautiful and that's a great time to get out and do things um and so i have always been more hesitant to just totally let things go um as far as at the holidays not doing academic stuff um but our our kind of method especially the last few years has been just to check things off as we do them but we don't have to necessarily do all of one day in our ig in one day mm -hmm. um you know we might do the history and science one day and then the next day we might double up on you know bible and uh, read aloud or you know whatever it may be so you know, you definitely don't have to stick to the same schedule you've been doing, but I kind of like to look at the calendar and work back with when do I want my school year to end? If I can get through 18 weeks by Christmas, great. If we're at like weeks 15 to 17, we're still pretty good, you know, as far as getting done by May um, or early June. So that's how I've always done it. Um, we also got a comment from Jolene in the app. She said, I love the idea of holiday school. I was planning to take a week off from regular curriculum, except for fun read alouds and fill it with fun holiday learning. Any ideas for topics to cover? The Nutcracker, how snow works, history of holiday traditions. How do I narrow it down and what sorts of things do others like to study? Hmm. Well, that don't forget good. that you're not you're not just filling it in for this year. You have few future years, so you don't mm -hmm. have to do it all this year. Save some something for next year and the following year. So I would choose something first of all based on your kids' interest. Second of all, based on their age. So you know if how snow is formed is not something that a kindergartner might be interested in because it's a little bit more scientific or vice versa, maybe it would be fun for that child and you know, not so much for an 
old, older child. Um, so yeah, I would brainstorm ideas and do a little research and see what kinds of things you all want to learn because you get to learn along with your kids. So what is something you want to learn that you think your kids would enjoy? Mm -hmm. One year um, we studied the Christmas Carol. So I read the Christmas Carol. We looked up things that it talked about figgy pudding. We looked up the money because they talk about that. Um, just all kinds of things that came up. We we chased those rabbit tails and then we watched five or six versions of the Christmas Carol movie. Um, and everyone put in their opinion about what most closely uh, stuck to the plot of the book, because some of them are are not in with the book and some of them do a better job. So that was a fun um, December time for us. We expanded it to some Victorian Christmas crafts. Um, my, I have girls, they're very crafty. So we looked up some of those and they made some ornaments. And so we just enjoyed having the Christmas Carol as a jumping off point and working through that. Mm -hmm. And lots of times in your town, perhaps you might, there might be special events going for Christmas. You can take the time to do those and see which one your kids are, are interested in. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> what do you want to study for Christmas this year? <laughs> do you have anything that you guys maybe are leaning towards being interested in or something new you'd like to learn? I'm not homeschooling, so I'm not worrying about those things anymore. I'm just trying to get my shopping and wrapping done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I am trying to be a bit more intentional about um, the time that I spend really waiting for Jesus. And as, as I'm less busy with kids, I have more time to think about that. Um, it's less gifts. You know, my kids want AirPod Pros. Well, that shoots your budget right there. So the wrapping is pretty easy. Um, but, you know, as, as I have less of that busy, busy people underfoot things to do, I do have a, a few more minutes to, um, for myself, really focus on the reason in a different way than I did with my kids. So that's, um, that's what I want to learn this year at Christmas. I want to learn more about Jesus um, and more about just all of that um, going on. And I want to bake more. Um, my daughter is here and she's an awesome baker. She uh, puts me to shame. I don't know where she learned it. So actually she's teaching me. So I'm learning baking for Christmas too. Yeah, that's how I feel about the baking. I'm no good at it. So I'm always excited to see what my daughter wants to come up with. So we just got back from a Thanksgiving trip. So uh, this weekend we'll probably start planning uh, our Christmas feast and see what happens with that. But with two high schoolers, I'm in the midst of all the busy things. And and so this month we've just got a lot of social things with the homeschool basketball group. And my daughter now has a part-time job and they've got a little Christmas party. And uh, so just lots of opportunities to be together and have fun times together is what we're enjoying right now. Yeah, that's great. And I think, yeah, looking at, like you guys said, what you want to learn, what your kids want to learn. Um, I know we accidentally started a new tradition last year. Um, my daughter's a dancer. I danced when I was young. I wanted to be a professional ballerina. So I always loved the Nutcracker when I was a kid um, and learned about Tchaikovsky as a kid um, because my dad got me the soundtrack one year for Christmas to the Nutcracker. And then I started learning more about him as a composer. And that was 
very much an accidental but great way to start learning um, when in my own childhood. But then with my daughter, um, because she dances, she has performed in the Nutcracker the last several years until last year when they canceled the production. And so we were trying to find a replacement for what are we going to do? We always do the Nutcracker and we get to watch you dance. And so we got on YouTube. And if you have not looked on YouTube, there are versions of the Nutcracker from around the world um, that you can get on and watch the entire production. So that was something we did. We did kind of a comparative between, you know, the different Nutcrackers and how the stories might be slightly different, you know, depending on where that production was put on. Um, and then this year we've already watched two more um, because that was something we had so much fun with that even though now local productions are back up and running, we are kind of incorporating that into our traditions going forward and, you know, learning about the history of the Nutcracker and all of that. So I think, Jolene, you're on the right track with a ton of great ideas. So maybe narrow it down to what interests you most this year and your kids this year, and then try some of those other ones in future years. And I've remembered what I had forgotten. So let me, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, service oriented things were mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so there's a great time of year to find uh, maybe a charity that's having a food drive to, to support or an angel tree to buy, uh, to pick a child to buy gifts for. And those are just great things to get your kids of all ages involved with. Yes. Yeah. We like to do the one where you pack the Christmas box and then uh, that gets shipped out. So yeah, absolutely. Look for service opportunities. And the nice thing with your homeschooled kids is that you can do stuff during the day that you may not have the opportunity to do if they were in school. So that's a great suggestion, Ian. Um, so we talked about taking the time off and doing all of those things so that you can really enjoy your celebrations and enjoy your holidays. But how do you get back into the swing of things or get motivated to start back up after the holidays? Does it have to feel like you're starting a brand new school year? Or what do you do to kind of get motivated and back on track in January? One of the things I do a lot is just start with half days whenever there's a long break. I do it every year at the beginning of school. And so you can certainly do it after some sort of holiday break is start with half days. Um, just do uh, take two days to do one day in the IG and get back to it. Uh, one thing that we always enjoy doing on the first day back is to plan some sort of special breakfast. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big production. It could be just going to the drive-through nearby just to get one of their favorite treats. Uh, it has something special to start the day with, and that kind of gets everybody going on a good note. I like to get my house back in order before we start back. Um, we do leave our tree up until uh, the 6th of Jan January because that's the epiphany, and so... We have some family members who take their Christmas tree down sometimes on Christmas Day, for sure the next day. And I'm like, no, that's when Christmas actually starts. So we do leave our tree up until the 6th. Um, but so whatever the Monday after New, New Year's is, is when we start back. That's just when we start. And the kids know New Year's Day, Monday, school starts. Um, but so somewhere in between there, I do try to do a pickup. We have to find place for all the new things. You know, if they got new toys, we have to figure out where their place is. If they have new clothes, I typically would try to do a clean out before Christmas so we could make room for the new stuff that was coming. And since I knew a lot of what they were getting, I knew the kind of things that we needed to make room for. So um, we would try and do that ahead of time. But for sure, get things picked up 
you know, put all the boxes. If we are going to keep any gift boxes, we're going to put those away up in the attic, um, throw out all the, I mean, we have stuff laying around for days and then I can't take it anymore. So we, we do do a pickup. Um, we also have a birthday in between. My husband's birthday is between Christmas and new new year. So that week is just jam packed full. Um, and so I think by the time new new year's comes around, we are ready to kind of get back to a normal routine. At least I am. The kids could keep playing with their toys, you know, but, uh, but I'm ready to get back to a routine. And so we, I just, on Sunday, I just say, okay, kids, tomorrow school starts back up and that's just the way it goes. And they're used to it, you know, so they, I don't usually get any whining about it. We always tried to make sure our sleep schedule got back to normal, um, you know, in the days leading up to whatever Monday we were starting back to school as, you know, by Wednesday of the week before you need to start cranking the bedtime back, start weaning them off the screens, those kind of things. Um, like Sheila said, getting them to participate more and getting the house back in order. Um, so just get your mind prepared. We might start a read aloud. Um, often we would do that because my kids didn't really see a read aloud as school. So, you know, again, just like in the summer, if you take an hour on the days between Christmas and New Year's and you read a chapter of your book or two chapters or whatever, that's just that much less you have to do. And it's it's not like they have to do the algebraic equations, which, you know, can cause tears and things. It's just, all you have to do is listen, just sit and listen. So we would sometimes start that back. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of uh, preparation and expectations being set, you know, prior to starting. Don't just on Monday say, okay, now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure, yeah, that the kids are aware that's coming. And then, yeah, that whether it be cleaning up the space or starting back with read alouds or, you know, just an hour or two of, you know, the more fun parts of school, uh, maybe not right into math problems or writing a paper, but uh, yeah, that should hopefully uh, get them back on track. I know that's kind of what I do at the beginning of the school year too, is just say, okay, we're going to start on this day so that everybody knows that's the plan and they're ready to go. So one of the best things about homeschooling is that it is so flexible and that you as a family get to determine when and what things you do. So what about if you're in the midst of your holiday celebrations and something isn't working or it's becoming overwhelming? How do you know when it's time to stop doing it? And how do you pivot your plans once you're in the thick of something, especially if your kids are very excited about those things? Well, I think if you're doing something that's not bringing your family joy, it's time to let that go. You know, I mean, if if just be, and I guess I would question your motivation at doing it at that point. If you're doing something because someone said, this is what good homeschool families do in December, but your family is not digging it, let that go. You know, that's not something that we have enough, we have enough things we're causing our children to go to therapy for. <laughs> we don't need to add an extra. So I would say if it's not bringing you joy, happiness, if it's not adding value to your life, and then that's easy. Okay, we're not doing that anymore. That's mm -hmm. done. 
Yeah, I think if deep down inside you say, oh, we're going to go, you know, we're going to bake cookies and decorate them. And inside you're going, it's going to create an absolute mess. The kids are going to fight like all the things that it just sucks the joy out of you. And the kids aren't begging to do it, then it's OK. You know, it, you, you don't have to have the Norman Rockwell painting um, for each and every single thing. So if there are some some things that 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 just causes dread in you, I think that's a sign to let that one go. Um, and we had talked about at the beginning, you know, having each child pick out one thing that that means Christmas for them. Um, so make that list that that's your bucket list and then everything else you can ignore you can just skip and if you do have something that turned out to be a disaster you know if, if uh take that and just make it it'll just be a big joke for future years to come that everybody will remember and laugh at it even though it was so horrible at the time it'll be a it'll fun be a great story <laughs> remember the time we almost burned the kitchen down yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Like keeping the right perspective. I know I'm very much that perfectionist type A. If I think something's good for me, I just, I feel like I have to do it. Um, and so that's something that I think homeschooling has taught me just in general is that nothing is going to work out exactly according to plan. And so you do need to pick what matters most to you. And like you guys said, if it's not life-giving or it's not a positive experience, then you can quit doing it. You have permission to quit doing it and say no. Um, I know another thing that I try to be intentional about is scheduling any um, people-y activities. So like Christmas parties, giving opportunities, anything like that, where we're going to be around a lot of people. I try to do all of those before that last week leading up to Christmas. So that way, that final week, we can just relax as a family and we're not worried about, oh, we have to be somewhere at a certain time or we have to, you know, be on our good behavior, things like that. My kids are a little younger, so they still like to fight and do all of those things. And so a lot of times those situations can be more stressful. So I try to keep all of that in early December over the next couple of weeks. So that way, then we can relax and really just prepare for Christmas as a family that final week leading up to Christmas. So ladies, yeah, you know, one one more thing that came to my mind was um, you have to know your fa family and their dy dynamics. So we have a mix of introverts and extroverts in my fa family, and so we have to find a balance between you know making the introverts do things that they don't want to and keeping the extroverts home because. We cannot go out seven nights a week, you know, and so it's it's finding that balance. And I think as mom, you have to be the one. Unfortunately, that's a job that falls to the mom. But you have to be the one to kind of be aware of where everybody is. I know a family, you know, the husband and the wife are both introverts, but the two girls are extroverts. So I was like, Lord, really? You, you give these extroverted children to these two introverts? But then I think, you know what? It makes them come out of their shell, <laughs> makes the parents come out of their shell. So um, so just being aware of what, you know, what each member of the fa family, whether it's your husband, whether it's your children, the oldest, the youngest, you know, just knowing their dynamics and um, and what what brings life to them because you forcing them to to do things that you want to do or maybe your husband wants to do 
that's just not kind. Yeah, I love that. My daughter is extremely extroverted. And I used to call her my walking character builder because we would go out places and she would talk to anyone. And I was kind of in like my to-do list mode and didn't want to talk to anybody. And yeah, she really brought me out even when I didn't want to be. Um, but that is something, yeah, that you do have to be aware of the kids you have and <laughs> make sure that you're doing stuff both for them and for you as the parents. So do you guys have any other advice or encouragement for our Sunlight families as they head into this busy time in the year? Any extra tips or tricks for them? Just in general, I would say don't compare your traditions or your experiences with anybody else's because you know your family best and you know the things that are important to your family. Um, just looking at us on the screen here, you know, I have not a stitch of a Christmas decoration in my house yet. And uh, <laughs> so I'd love to go hang out with Sheila or Lisa with their Christmas tree. We just haven't had the time yet. Uh, it'll, it'll happen eventually. Uh, so, so definitely, um, and, and it's such a dangerous thing to end up online and see all these, you know, potentially amazing things that people are doing. But uh, just let all that slide by you and do what's important to your family. And, uh, and of course, don't forget to keep the meaning of the, the Christmas season to, uh, in the center of everything. I love that, Anne. I think that's exactly right. Don't do not compare yourself to what other people are doing. I think we can get great ideas from one another. Mm -hmm. And I have um, adopted things that I've learned from my friends, but then there are plenty of things that I was like, nope, not for me. Like we never did elf on the shelf. Uh, no, I think that came out a little later. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I missed that. Oh, I saw all the things on Pinterest. I mean, you have to come up with all these things that the elf is doing. I'm like, oh my goodness. No, 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 no. Right. We, we had the same thing. My kids were older when that came out and they knew about it and heard about it and had younger friends that, you know, experienced that. And um, so just for fun, uh, they took this Barbie that was in the house and just stuck it on top of the piano. And said, This is our, our um, I, I didn't even remember what they called it. But anyway, it, it was hilarious. It was a big joke. <laughs> well, I think as the mom of all adult children, um, I would just say that, yes, it's crazy and chaotic and all those things, but man, it goes by fast and you will miss it. Um, it's hard to remember that in the midst of it. Um, just today, my husband looked in the refrigerator. All of our kids have been home uh, since Thanksgiving. And he was like, where's, where's that ham? And I was like, oh, the kids came home yesterday and ate it. And he was like, are you kidding? <laughs> I said, you know, we forget how it is to have people in the house. You know, we've only been six months with just the two of us, but I was like, don't worry, they're leaving next week. And I mean that with the most love. Um, but, you know, it is different when you're by yourself. And you certainly, I mean, we love that we can pick up and go for the weekend or whatever, that there's ham left in the refrigerator when we left it there. But really, um, the smudgy fingerprints and excitement over presents and cookie icing everywhere is so brief. So just don't don't waste it by grumbling that your house is a mess or that somebody's crying or whatever is going on because it does go by really, really fast. And you will wake up one day and your house will be quiet and clean and your house is quiet and clean. <laughs> You'll think, huh, that wasn't so long ago. So don't rush through it. Don't, don't miss don't miss the fun that 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 is right now, even in the chaos. 
Yes. Yeah, I think embrace that. I know that is hard when you're neater. It's funny that you said that, Lisa, because I had that exact thought last week as I was cleaning a mess. And I was like, oh, one day I won't have this anymore. You know, my kids will be gone. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, but then I'll be sad that they're gone. So yeah, just especially if you do veer kind of more towards intense, which I am definitely outing myself here as a more intense personality. Um, I do try to hold on to that and remember that one day my kids will be gone and, you know, or just coming back to see us. And, you know, right now, if we spill flour, all over the counter it's not the end of the world you know yes, we're trying so <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for joining me today ladies it's been so fun talking about the holidays with you and kind of hearing about what you've done or do um for those of you watching if you have any additional questions or think of something later make sure that you post those in our sunlight app or our sunlight connections facebook group so we would love to answer those for you. All of us are there in the app. Um, we do also do weekly lives in the app. So make sure that you're looking for those. These ladies do them. And then I will be in there, uh, like I mentioned earlier, doing Advent recaps through the month of December up until Christmas, where I have been filming my kids and I every night doing the different Advent activities and lighting our candles and We've got demo videos on how to make the sheep ornament and all the things that we've been doing this week. So <laughs> I will be replaying that around noon on Mondays, uh, noon mountain time. So make sure that you guys check those out and then I'll do a live after so we can discuss or talk about it. Um, and I would love to hear and see what you guys are doing with Advent as well. Also, if you have some more Christmas shopping to do, make sure that you check out Sunlight's Christmas gift guide. We have a ton of great items on sale through December 13th. And I believe the uh, shipping deadlines are listed there as well. So make sure, you know, if you want to get something by Christmas that you order. Um, but there's a ton of great games and creative projects and things. So that's not just toys. They're gifts that your kids can, can continue to use after Christmas. Thank you so much for joining all, all of us today. And from all of us at Sunlight, we are wishing you and your families a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.